What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Yee Yee Podcast. It is episode 24. Have no idea how we made it to 24 episodes. I thought we would top off at 10 or 11 or 12. Um, today, we got a good little cast over here. We got Tyler sitting across from me. T-Money. T-Money. <laughs> Uncle Ty-Ty, also known as. <laughs> um, we got Parker right beside me. Hey, how's it going? And then we have Stu for the first time ever. Hey. Are you a little nervous? No, I'm not nervous. You seem a little nervous. No, I don't get nervous. Stu is one of the best crap talkers I think I've ever met in my entire life. Wouldn't you say, Ty? And then like, no, I don't think so. You mean in the cornhole? Yeah, he's, he's really good at it. Yeah, so, I mean, if he has something to say, he can back it up with his play, but I don't think he's that bad. Not nearly as bad as you. My play has gone downhill lately. Yeah. Yeah, and so has your uh, crap talking. So, yeah, well, they're they're directly <laughs> hand in hand. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, <laughs> so who is Stu for the people who don't know? So Stu, I'll introduce you a little bit, but then you can kind of tell the listeners about yourself. Okay. Um, you, how long have you been shipping with us? Uh, it's been about four months or so. Man. How long have you been <laughs> playing cornhole with us? <laughs> <laughs> so Stu is a full time cornhole player, part time shipper for Yee Apparel. Wouldn't that's you say right. that's true? I would say that's true. So Tyler and and Stu, if you're ever looking for them, just like in the middle of the day, randomly, I always know where to find you guys. It's wherever you can hear the thud, thud, every few seconds from Cornwall. Would you guys say that it's gotten a little bit out of hand, or do you think it's a healthy uh, break from work still, which is what it was intended to be? Uh, I feel like it's a healthy break from work. Some days it can get out of control. I would say, uh, I would say yesterday kind of got out of control because it turned into one game, one more game, one more game, one more game. And then by, you know, eight games, it's, you know, it's all right, we'll play and we'll play the best out of, you know, 45 now. So, well, that's because your buddy Matt was here and Stu and Matt play and, and professionally, not professionally, no, not professionally, not at all. They play in a league and they're undefeated. So it was kind of fun for us to play against them. What's y'all's team name? Shake and bake. Oh, really? With, a, with the hyphen in in the middle. Oh, yeah, with the hyphen. Shake and, okay. shake and bake. Yeah. Uh, so y'all haven't lost yet? No. And all games played, uh, we had forfeited. We had forfeited one. So. Uh, my phone just went off. Hand up. Go ahead and get it over with. Yeah. We have our milk chug less than, I think we're about two minutes in. I think I've... That was a group me notification, too. For those of you who don't know... Whoa, whoa, whoa. Who was that? Did one of y'all do that? Was that Granger? It doesn't say. Granger. It was the book and group me. Okay, so y'all got it too. I, I guess my Wi-Fi is just better. <laughs> For those of you who do not know, each episode of the Yee Podcast, we put a pint of cold milk in the middle. First phone to go off or get a notification has to chug their milk. Today we have, we have different milk every episode. Highland. Today we have Highland 2% reduced fat milk. This looks like the cheapest stuff at the store. So, here goes nothing. Excellent start. Solid finish. You got a milk mustache. <laughs> that, was a, that, was a, that was a nice mustache. They're getting easier, I think. Sure. Are you usually the loser of that? Well... There's debate for that because everybody has, you can grab your phone now, everybody has different settings on their phone. So Tyler only gets phone calls. And so I get all kinds of notifications. So it's a little bit, I, I think that I'll probably end up being most of the milk chugs just because of how I, ha <clears throat> how I have my phone set up. Oh, thank goodness. All right. Uh, okay, so back to that. So what? So you work here part-time. What do you do full-time outside of EE? I work uh, for Temple Fire and Rescue. I've been working there for about five years now. Um, I'm a firefighter paramedic out at Station 3, which is our special ops station. Um, and before I became a firefighter, uh, I served 10 and a half years in the Marine Corps. Nice. Thank you for your service. I appreciate it. I appreciate the support. So... Tell us a little bit about your service in the military. Um, where were you stationed? Is that how you ended up in, I guess, this area? No, actually, I was originally from um, Houston. Uh, okay, that's right. A, a town, a suburb of Houston called Cypress. It's north northwest side. Uh, I enlisted in the Marine Corps from there. Um, went to San Diego for uh, for boot camp. After boot camp, I went uh, for like a year long avionics school in Pensacola, Florida. 
then on to North Carolina for a follow-on school um, where I learned to do communication navigation, ordnance computers for all uh, fixed wing, rotary wing aircraft. Um, while I was over in um, uh, North Carolina, I got, uh, I got orders to go to South Carolina to do the air station down there. So um, South Carolina was primarily my home for about seven years uh, because I did my job mainly down there uh, with the air station. And then I went to do um, a drill instructor for three years on Paris Island, South Carolina. Did you have the mustache when you were a drill instructor? No, no facial hair. And I didn't Obviously, even I, 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 I didn't even have any hair on my head. I think they changed it to where you could do a regulation mustache now, right? If yeah. It's like in between. The well, lips it's all it's always been that way. Uh, but uh, the way that they have it is it can't go outside the corners of your mouth uh, and it cannot yeah. come over your top lip. Can you look into that camera real quick and make sure the listeners get a really good look at your mustache? How long have you been growing that? Um, this mustache is going on about nine months now. Wow. So. Beautiful. Yeah. It looks like intimidating if you're if you're a drill instructor with that i would be terrified <laughs> would you or would it just be like i don't know no i think uh, i don't know you're a little speaking speaking from uh experience as a recruit uh you know when when uh when drill instructors get in your face it's very intimidating and you don't care about anything else yeah. except for not screwing up so uh i don't think that would i feel like 10 and a half years is a unique number of years for an enlisted guy to be in isn't it usually four and out or do, like how did that how, how did you extend that and how did that happen so um with um anything air wing is is what we call it if you um if you enlist in the marine corps you, you go infantry or you do other jobs basically and uh, we have the air wing side and there's there's tons of different jobs but air wing is basically anything that has to do with aircraft and um our our school is so long that year-long school in pensacola um, that they extend our contracts by a year so it's a four-year contract extended by one year because of the schooling takes so long for us to get trained in our job so cool i knew how the uh the commissioned officer role went because two of my best friends are pilots in the Marine Corps and I went to Texas A&M with them and they went to um, officer candidate school in Quantico mm -hmm. and then they ended up at the Naval Air Station in Pensacola and then they they switched off between like Corpus Christi and Pensacola yeah and then did you work on Ospreys I uh, didn't do any work on Ospreys um, they were just phasing them in my work was primarily on F-18s and then whenever I, um, after I uh, got done with my drill instructor stint in uh, Beaufort, South Carolina, I went over to California where I primarily did uh, rotary wing aircraft. So Cool. Where'd you meet your wife? Uh, we were actually high school sweethearts. Wow. We've, uh, we've been uh, married for 15 years now. That's awesome. Yeah. All girls. And all girls. We have, <laughs> we have three beautiful girls who are, who are at uh in school right now first day of school right oh now. nice wow. you seem like such a girl dad yeah like you're, you're kind of, like i said you're kind of intimidating it's a good thing like you're not a pushover at all like wait until those girls get in high school you're probably gonna be running some boys off yeah actually. uh yeah i you I would be terrifying to go up to the door <laughs> and ask and, and ask if i could take your daughter out on a date well I hope all the boys feel the same way yeah. that, that that you just described to me. So, and you've got the warning now on video, so in a few years, you'll yeah. just be able to show them this. Watch it, boys. <laughs> so, Parker, talk a little bit about because we hired a few firefighters part time shipping at the same time. And what's interesting about and we've talked about this before. What's interesting about the shipping role and the warehouse associate role that we have, and we're always hiring and different things, is that it's like a pish posh of different people. We've got high school kids. We've got college kids that are that are finishing up college we've got firefighters that are working you know time on and then and then have a full day off so talk a little bit about how the firefighters that have joined our team and and worked for us have had a great schedule set up for what we're doing here yeah i wasn't familiar at all with the day-to-day -day life of a firefighter what is like to explain to people what is your average week look like for those people that don't know because a lot of people just think it's like you wake up and from nine to five you go put on your fireman uniform and then put out fires and you go home yeah uh i'd be happy to um we um we work 24 48s at our department um 24 hours on and then 48 hours off is that typical um, 
that's a typical shift okay. yes there there's others there's others that i could get into but it would just bore people to death and, listening to and that. what's the purpose of that 24 on 40, 48 off it's it's basically for like rest and recuperation because uh, you have to be on for those 24 hours yes we have to be on for those 24 hours not awake entirely the the entire uh shift because you know after you know after a certain hour you know we we can uh, relax get comfortable but you know from eight to five you know it's business as usual we're doing station duties taking care of uh, taking care of our rigs uh running calls in between all that and um with meals and training and everything uh, you know hydrant maintenance there, there there's a ton of things that, yeah, that we do saving, it, <laughs> it's not fires. just saving people you know it's it's just maintenance and upkeep and you know making sure like you know we get we get a lot of new guys coming around um in our department um and it's training them getting them getting them familiar with our district um getting a getting them familiar with uh, ems calls um you know just there there's so many things so and um but I mean, yeah, we, we do get to sleep on shift. Um, but you know, if we have a busy night, two, three calls in the middle of the night, and even we're definitely feeling it the next day and we need those two days off to, to really, uh, get it back. So, so with that being said that you can sleep during a shift, do you think that it's easier to be a fireman than a police officer? I think a lot of police officers want to be firemen. I think so too. Um, and, um, but I would say I would say that we have, you know, a more relaxed right. job and whenever we show up people want us there, you know. They they're, you know, typically they're like needing something, exactly. needing help. Exactly. And cops on the other hand, um are and and a lot of cops, you know, whenever we have CPRs, wrecks, stuff like that, they're the first guys there and they are taking care of people. So like my heart goes out to all the police officers that you know, are out there doing their thing, helping out in the community. So, yeah, my dad, I grew up in a law enforcement family. My dad is law enforcement and he always talked about how he says whenever I was a little, little kid and he was figuring out what he wanted to do, he wanted to do something. He always thought he wanted to do something that was going to make me proud as a little kid. And now how it's changed so much, like it used to be a really, really cool thing to be a police officer. And now they're just looked at by the general general society, you know, like a lot of our fans, mm -hmm. I don't want anyone to get mad. Obviously, we respect police officers and everything, but there's a lot of people out there that the the group think of the average law enforcement officer has gone down in like general society. And mm -hmm. you've seen a lot of stuff happen over the past few years, whereas firemen, it's just or firefighters, it's just been kind of steady, I would say, wouldn't you? Yeah, I would say. Yeah. So. Their schedule has worked great for us to go back to your original question because we don't necessarily need people Monday through Friday, like nine to five, but we need people who like want to work like two or three days a week, if that. And so I, I feel like it's really interesting for like Stuart, your schedule, because a lot of guys then just have two days off and it's nice to have those days off. But I feel like a lot of guys like to stay busy and like to be doing something. And also that's mm -hmm. an also just another opportunity to like earn some income for your family. And that's been the great thing about the firefighters that we've dealt with at EE is because a lot of times they have families and they're adults and they're not necessarily, not that there's anything wrong with hiring young guys to come work, but you have a level of maturity and, uh, and just taking the job seriously when you're here. So it's been, it's been really helpful. The one con about the firefighters is, uh, they're always having babies. And so yeah. we've lost several <laughs> to, uh, taking care of, of newborns recently. Everyone's been great. Like the most solid dudes, but it's like, Oh yeah baby 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> so right, i want to switch it up a little bit and tyler kind of ask you so we've got shows it's a crazy time for concerts um we kind of went through this period i feel like with covid where things was things were getting back ramped up and then now there's all this uncertainty shows big festivals all over the country have been getting canceled so i wanted to ask you a little bit about in your talks with venues and promoters and all these upcoming shows, because Granger has a lot October, November, what is it, what's the thought there? Are things changing? Like, are we still full steam ahead? How does that look like as a, as a manager? Well, our show on uh, Saturday just got canceled in Washington. It was a military base. Oh, Today they, they canceled it because wow. of COVID. I did not know that. I don't know if there's an outbreak or whatever, but so that got canceled and that sucks. 
because um, that obviously changes a lot of plans and financially the guys got to do flights and travel logistics and stuff like that but recently i'm seeing a lot of stuff come in like that group me your notification for why you had to drink the milk was because our show coming up in boise is just all kinds of covid uh can i say that yeah you can say it uh like protocols and safety measures and so there's basically no backstage like a lot of backstage stuff like no no fans or anything backstage new meet and greet policies all this kind of stuff but um I guess the bright side, and there's a few others, like like in Seattle, everybody I think has to be vaccinated. So I'm starting to see that. And so the bright side is a lot of this stuff sucks, but the bright side is look, at least they're not canceling like they did in yeah. 2020. Mm -hmm. Like if they're putting these protocols in place, at least we can still go play the show. So. Yeah, and so where do you think that this takes us? Where do you think in five years, we're, how, how is the concert experience going to look like? Do you think in five years we're still going to require vaccinations at shows? Do you think we're doing this for a short time to try and get COVID numbers down? Or do you think this is just how it is now? Um, if you had to guess. What was the question? Well, I just think how I, it's going to be in five years. I, concerts? I, basic question is, I wonder if this is just to get everything under control or if this is the start of something that is going to just carry on for the next several years, however long. I have no idea, man. I just hope we're able to still, I think the, like I said, I think the good thing is if they're making people get vaccinated, at least we're still doing the shows instead of just canceling it. All the income, the band crew is furloughed or whatever has to stay home find other jobs at least at least there that the positive is there's a path to make sure that we are able to still do live concerts yeah not was, i don't agree with making people right, get vaccinated right, and all that same. stuff but i was hearing some people talk about how it's going to turn into because it's a virus it's going to change and evolve and so it's going to turn into the flu shot every year as you just get yeah. your yearly covid shot yeah and it's just going to we're going to have little mini outbreaks for the next five to ten years but who knows I don't know. I think it's important that you say that too, because as a fan's perspective, I've seen some messages and they're like, I don't, I don't have my vaccination. I'm not getting my vaccination, which I think that that is fully your right. Um, I'm not getting it. And now I can't go to the show. And I was looking forward to this. And the thing is, is don't be mad at Granger um, because we're just doing like, it's just been a waiting game for us. It's just been, let's see what the venues say and we'll adhere to it. Even if it's not what we necessarily agree with, because like this, this band and crew and band and crews across the country, all across the world, weren't able to make income for a full year, which, you know, destroyed a bunch of the music industry. And now we're at a point where whatever it is, we're trying to get to a point where we can make income again. And I think an, an answer to that is doing stuff on our own and creating shows on our own. Like a lot of these shows that are having these protocols are private businesses owned by companies like Live Nation or AEG mm -hmm. that have these strict policies and guidelines of how all their clubs and venues are supposed to operate and festivals across the country. So maybe that just means that we try to veer off and do our own thing where we just go do a big parking lot in a, in a field that's not sanctioned or governed by anybody but but us. And if you want to come, and you can, and we're not going to require you to do anything. Just come show up. I yeah. There's been artists that have found success in doing the independent route. Uh, everyone talks about the independent music, but, I mean, like an upchurch. Every single time I see him do a show, it's a independent promoter. It's not any of the big promoters, and he's still, you know, selling out huge rooms. Well, he's still playing – Sometimes you just can't get around playing certain venues and gotcha. stuff that are owned privately owned. Yeah. Stu, has this affected your world at all with like these house calls that people will make for like COVID sickness and stuff? Because like usually you guys get ended up like put it put on those house calls, right? Of like yes. in home emergencies. Mm -hmm. Has this has that like increased in the last like two months with like the the uptick or? I would say the call volume um, initially rose with the first outbreak. And then it's just been kind of steady ever since. Um, you know, we, we we have we have seen you know an uptick in um, calls. Um, why do they send? Because to me, it was always confusing why they send fire trucks to like house calls that don't necessarily have a danger of fire. Why do they do that? 
EMT, right? Um, yes. Yeah. So if you're a firefighter, a certified firefighter in Texas, you have to be medically trained at the uh, EMT basic level. Um, and obviously people can go to the EMT intermediate or EMT paramedic level. And I'm, I'm EMT paramedic. So, and in the fire department that I work for, um, every engine company is a paramedic company. So, um, a lot of times we only have five ambulances running in our city. So a lot of times the, wow. the, the size of temple, that's crazy. I figured y'all would have you said more. five total, um, five, five on the contract is, is what we have. Gotcha. Um, it's, um, you know, it's, um, a private ambulance service. Uh, we don't run our own ambulances. Um, so even if it's not a danger of a fire, they're sending you guys because you are trained. We are medically per- trained, medically trained for, yeah, for yeah. medical emergencies. Interesting. I never knew that. Yeah. It's been interesting to learn all the different industries that COVID has, has affected some, you know, negative and then like e-commerce has boomed. Um, it's, it's just crazy. I, it's always interesting to learn the different areas and how it affects them uh last thing before break i want to talk to you guys a little bit so whenever this podcast drops on wednesday the uh you will have god willing a little new nephew isn't that crazy <laughs> what are your feelings I, I want to be i want to be sensitive to the subject because granger's not here and you know y'all are the uncles but has it set in yet that maverick is about to be born into the world I don't know. What do you think, Park? We have a um, Stu. Maybe we'll be able to attest to this, but I've heard some guys before say that they felt a little guilty when their child was first born because when they're first born, they think that they're going to have this like unbelievable bond and love them no matter what and die for them and just like feel like it's the most special moment in the world. But I've heard a lot of guys be like, it's just kind of like a little blob that yeah. and it's just like doesn't feel like you thought it would feel it's just kind of like what is that thing well you uh, definitely you definitely do have expectations on how it's going to feel yeah for sure but uh because they just come, out, look, they come yeah. out looking like little aliens right yeah. yeah yeah you build it up but um you know it's it's a beautiful thing really um you know all, all three of my uh, daughters um it was very emotional for me so I'm just an emotional guy because my dad's super emotional, so I get it from him. Yeah. So whenever whenever they came into the world, it was super emotional for me. Was the first one, like, by the third, were you a little less scared than the first? Or, like, because there's just so many possibilities. Like, you, especially that first one, you've never seen it. You've never seen your wife go through that. Like, that's got to be kind of terrifying. Um, it, was, it was a little scary, but, uh, you know, Heather was super uh, calm, cool, collected through the whole, through the whole experience with, um, you know, our first uh, daughter and um, uh, it kind of kept me calm. Um, So I I think that helped out a lot um, with how she handled it. So it's pretty good. I think with uh, the dynamic is funny having three, you know, two nephews, one niece, and now about to be a third nephew with London, the first one, it was like, I feel like we were in the hospital, you know, like we went and like the whole family was there. We're in the waiting room. Mm-hmm. We're so excited. It's the first one. Then Lincoln comes and we're just like, cool. We've been through this before. I think we up, went up there just for like the day of the birth. And then for Riv is like, just call me when he gets home, <laughs> you know, or he, we went to see Riv, but I feel like with Mav, it's going to be like granted with COVID and all this stuff, we can't even go, but I just told Granger, I was like, I don't know what's happening, but just call me when he gets home and I'll come see him. <laughs> yeah, we have no idea what's happening. I just like texted Amher because we're doing a, a shoot uh, this weekend, which will be, when this comes out, this will be this past weekend. We, we're going to um, Uvalde with Brian and a bunch of people to do a fall shoot. And so I was trying to like plan it around Mav's birth. And I was like asking Amber, I was like, when are you having him again? <laughs> and she's getting a C-section, so it's like scheduled and so she's, right. she's like i think fr- i think she's, she was like friday at 12 is that that's when she's having the baby so that's also interesting when you're like not doing like the old-fashioned birth you're just mm-hmm. like getting the c-section but uh but yeah with covid we can't go so i think we're gonna be able to see him sunday but yeah it's crazy how it's just like i was just saw her yesterday and it's just like yeah he's in there like in your stomach and then next time he's just going to be like a human like, like 10 out. pounds yeah. of him he's yeah. like 10 pounds or something oh really you know? he's big he's a big old boy it's really crazy uh like if you really look at i mean this is gonna sound stupid but if you really look at it from a uh just like a basic 
view. It's like, oh, there's just going to be a baby come out of that. Like, babies are crazy. You're just there, big old blah, you know, big old belly, and then all of a sudden, it's gone. It's just, like, chilling. You know? Yeah, she yeah. was saying that Crying, with the, the, the weight of, like, all of the fluids and everything that goes into it, that she's going to be, like, 15 pounds lighter. Like, the baby <laughs> plus everything else yeah. in, like, a matter of hours. It's so strange. The only way I've been keeping up with it is her Instagram story. And she just posted today and said, it's going to be tomorrow or, or Friday or whatever. I was like, man, I guess because it's a C-section, it's scheduled. So, yeah, it's, good yeah, it's crazy. All right, we're going to go to break. We'll be right back. What's up, guys? Thank you for listening to the Yee Yee podcast. If you're watching on YouTube, you'll see my face right now. And you'll also see my hand. My hand is holding a red flannel and a blue flannel. I think it's called a flannel, not a flannel. Words are hard. They're releasing September 17th. I'm also holding a Brandon Jones racing hat that Granger Smith is going to sign. We're going to send all three of these items to one of you if you are subscribed to the Yee Apparel YouTube page. If you comment below that you're subscribed, we're going to pick somebody and send all three of these items to... If you're listening on Apple or Spotify, go hop over to YouTube, comment, subscribe, and we'll pick somebody. And not that many people listen or watch this podcast, so your chances are pretty good. 80% 80 of people that watch on YouTube are not subscribed. What in the world? All right, back to the show. All right, welcome back to the Yee Yee Podcast. Last week was our first week ever of awarding or picking a listener of the week and the way we pick the listener of the week is it's someone that's we're always seeing them comment on our videos supporting they subscribe they like our videos we need that so if you're not yet subscribed go ahead hit that subscribe button like this video and make sure you comment um, the listener of the week is Tanya Callahan so Tanya I've seen her name a lot commenting on our videos yeah Tanya let's go Tanya hey, hey Tanya you earned this thank you so much if you want to be the fan of the or the listener of the week next week, comment below why it should be you. Y'all remember Tanya Harding? Uh, was that the skater? Nancy Kerrigan. Yeah, yeah. Nancy yeah. Kerrigan. They made a movie about it. Did they? Mm-hmm. What is that on? I think Netflix. Yeah, it was it was a top it was a top documentary. Have y'all seen the there's a meme going around that all of these younger kids that have never seen Nancy Kerrigan or Tanya Harding are seeing now? And it's uh, Tanya was the one that got stabbed, right, or cut leg. No, she she hired somebody to cut. Tanya was yeah. a brunette. Nancy. No, oh, yeah. Nancy was a brunette. Tanya was a okay. blonde. So it's Tanya standing up on the railing, uh, on the ice rink, and then Nancy is skating by, and she's just got her eyes looking at her. Oh, yeah. And it's been the funniest meme. Like, there's a lot of funny content on it right now. Speaking of funny content, have y'all seen the alligator? that attacked the lady at a child's event center. I've seen it. I've you seen it, it, yeah. Y'all saw this? I've well, seen that video as well, Hayden. <laughs> we watched her. <laughs> <laughs> right. We watched her right before because I'm the only one that ever like has my ear to the ground on stuff. There will be some major event that happened. And Parker has no idea. Have you heard about Afghanistan? Um, I think I've heard. Sounds familiar. Too far. Uh, so this was at a birthday party event center, which is insane i would would you have your would would your kids have their birthday at a at an like it was like a reptile house no my kids wouldn't they they don't like creepy crawlies right, yeah, or anything right. like that so no one's talking about the kid that had his birthday there that kid's probably weird if he had it at a reptile i don't think house. so man i think that's cool if you're yeah kid that's, and like that's, into that's that cool thing. yeah that's cool like, for like some elementary <laughs> elementary boys for sure uh, I, what's interesting is the camera person just keeping the steady yeah. footage the whole time while this lady just had her arm in the mouth. And then so for those of you who didn't see it. We'll show it. We'll, we'll okay, put it in the okay. video. Yeah, so the the death roll of the alligator, very, very heads up part on her end, the girl whose arm was in the mouth for rolling with it. Yeah. Because apparently that it would have broken her arm. She said that's why she did it, is so that she didn't lose her entire hand. You've got a better chance going into the cage yeah, with she, it. Yeah, yeah. Which she is immediately insane. just jumped in with it. The gator's name was Darth Gator. Wow. Which is hilarious pun, but I will never touch a gator 
much you know much less a gator named Darth mm. Gator. And shout out to the real MVP, the guy that jumped in. So I think that something, and he just sat on top of the gator for. He was wearing yee yee, wasn't he? Like a hat. <laughs> I, think I, th- was- I think he shouted it before before <laughs> uh, jumping in there. Hey Brian, whenever we post that video, make sure you Photoshop a hat on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, no, actually, I got this. He was, <laughs> <laughs> what he was wearing that if you watch the video, it's kind of hard to see, but he was wearing some like expensive Air Jordans. I, I could tell they're like nice ones. And this dude just went right into the water. So the Air Jordans are ruined forever. So I I'd mean, be asking. Hopefully that lady like she's got to bought him some. She's got to get him some Air Jordans and something else like a gift card to Starbucks or something. Do you think she will continue to work there after that? I think people like that. She said she's back to will. It. Like if you're gonna yeah, do it once, I, you I might think as well just oh, keep she's doing it. yeah, I think uh, I think people that are in that sort of profession are you know that's just another day on the job. And uh, shout out to her for remaining so calm and, and like and just keeping a level head about the whole thing. I think at one point she was just kind of laying in there with her hand in the gator's mouth and her other hand was resting. Like, yeah, she had the Burt Reynolds yeah, pose. Yeah, she going. had the Burt Reynolds pose you know, for sure. Not that this is comparable at all. But when I had that treble hook through my fingers, <laughs> Here <we> go, dude, <laughs> listen, stupid. listen, it's like the same mentality, though. It was like it happened. I needed to wait for wire cutters. It's like, well, you just got to be chill and calm. Like, I'm sure she was thinking kind of the same thing. Like, well, my hand is in there. It's not coming out until it comes out. I just got to be chill. The real MVP yeah. was the guy that jumped in, but then he was able to subdue the gator and she jumps out and it's like, oh, well, that's not fair. And he's not even the one that got into this mess and now he's just sitting on top of the gator mm. and the gator started trying to whip him around. And he was able to get out. So yeah, it's just a, a real, di- real American hero. Big old yeah. dinosaur. We should start a GoFundMe for some new Jordans for him. Uh, ben, you were telling me about this story. Bud Light Seltzer is releasing flannel, flannel seltzers. What is this? Just stop, city girls. All I gotta say. Man, white girls are gonna love this. It's it, it's about to be that season, pumpkin spice latte season, where they've yeah. got the the flannels that are two sizes too big. By the way, we're gonna have those this year, so one stop shop. Yeah. Um. They, they they honestly look like our flannels a little bit. Yeah, and, they kind of. And do. they also kind of look like wrapping paper. <laughs> um, apple crisp, maple pear, pumpkin spice, toasted marshmallow. Which one are you trying first? Man, I think Apple Crisp would probably be the best seltzer, but Toasted Marshmallow sounds pretty good. Pumpkin Spice is going to sell the most. Know. I must do. The only seltzer is Ranch Water that yeah. I've had. Yeah. yeah. And it's got to be Lone River. Yeah. Ranch Water follows us on Instagram. I would is that right? Love to get some well, shout out to Lone River. Their, yeah. their stuff is good. That's all we yeah. get. Yeah, I don't think I'd try this. We're going to go right yeah, into... <laughs> yeah, yeah, me neither. No, the, none of those sound good at all. Uh, we're going to go into the fantasy rankings. So, fantasy ranking this week is the best country music artists of all time. This one's probably going to be the most argu- – whenever we post this online, it's probably going to be the most arguments because everyone has their, their own little opinions, and we can only put so many on the board. I'm going to – why don't we let Parker start off, and then we're going to go – this way. Oh, you don't want to let your. I've guests. never. I I, sh- I should be going first myself because I've never gone first. You know what? Actually, you're right. We'll go, we'll let you go first. <laughs> I mean, it's guest of honor, right? Yeah, fair enough. All right, you get to go first. Well, I'm gonna go ahead and say uh, King George. Yeah. George Strait. Obviously. Wow. I gotta. I just gotta take it off the board. Wait. So we can't say that if he says that. Yeah. Yeah. So it's off the board. I mean. Yeah. That's. That was gonna be. Was everyone gonna pick that? Yeah. 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 Everyone's gonna pick that number one. <laughs> I mean, that yeah, yeah. shows you that George Strait's the king. Yeah, so yeah. It, that just ends yeah, the yeah, ends yeah. it all right now. Sorry. Who's all next? Right, you're me? up, Todd. Talk. Talk. Oh, okay. So I get. <laughs> I mean, I know you're going. I know who you're going with your first one, anyways, Parker. Uh, um, you're up first. So I have to. I have to go with Granger. For sure, you know and you smile at me and I'm biased, but you know, we've worked together for so long and that's the competitor in me, but I I just don't think there's anybody that has had the success that Granger has that has had the success with an alter ego like Earl Dibbles Jr. I know there's been some obviously in the the history of music, Mm -hmm. but with what he's done and we've done with Earl and then what we've done with Yee Apparel, I got to go with Granger. What's interesting, um, there's a lot of different parts about that. We can break this up another time. But I, 
you've always had this, you know, us against the world mindset. And I remember one time someone got, I'm not going to go into the details, but I remember having a conversation with you before I got this job. It was right before I got this job. And you were kind of ticked off that someone got a certain uh, accolade over Granger. And it, it sounded kind of crazy because this person was huge. But then you started breaking it down and you said, you know, has, you know, did, did whatever in the red dirt scene then went to the national stage, does does the alter ego in Earl Dibbles Jr., and then parlays all of that into an apparel brand, which this was three years ago, and E Apparel was already big. But now, you know, look at it. And that was before the Smiths. That was before all these different things. And it's it's crazy. It's really true. Like, look around. No one else is doing the stuff that, that Granger and this team is doing. Yep, so, exactly. You've always had that us-against-the-world mentality, and I love it. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm going to go with the possum, George Jones. Probably my favorite voice in country music ever. Did you know, sorry to jump on this, but we were talking, Todd, at Granger's Guitar Player, we were talking about the possum the other day. Did you know that venues, so he got his nickname the possum because he wouldn't, he was scared like to, to be in public and play shows. This is all new to me, so if I'm regurgitating stuff that's not true, help me out in the comments. But he used to, venues used to book him with the and a complete lie fabrication they would just say hey we have george jones coming they would get all the um concessions and everything and the beer money and then last second say george canceled on us here's here's all your refunds for your tickets but they would make all the alcohol money venues used to that was a thing venues used to do what's interesting i wonder if that's like 100 percent true because his other nickname is no show jones he was that's also, that's what i meant sorry no okay. show jones that was his thing interesting he wouldn't show up so. I wonder if that was true. There's um, Mike Judge came out a few years ago, King of the Hill creator. He's created a lot of different shows. He came out with a short series. I think it was on HBO, all animated. But he interviewed different people from the Outlaw days. I think um, Johnny Paycheck was on there. Uh, George Jones. There were like there were five episodes or whatever, and it was it was animated. But they also interviewed their bandmates and managers and stuff. Some of them are pa- have passed now. And they would flash back and forth between the actual interview and the animation, and it was done so well. But they they told the story about how George Jones, one time his wife, I think his second wife, he got so drunk that she hid the keys from him so he couldn't leave, and he rode his lawnmower to the the liquor store, like five or six miles, slow lawnmower. I think he may have gotten pulled over. I don't remember the the story, but that's like a legendary story about him. So, yeah, his music's great. I think he's got possibly one of the best voices in country music ever. His range is insane. So that's my pick, George Jones. What you got, Park? Park, right. Park. I'm not a huge um, country music guy, self-admittedly. Whoa, 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 because, whoa, whoa. Mostly because we're in the industry, and so I'm always biased. And so anytime I hear an artist, and Tyler's kind of the same way, it's just kind of like you just kind of have this little like, yeah, it's really good because you're just it's just a competitor. It just so, reminds yeah. you of work. Too. Yeah, it's just different. It's like we don't yeah. enjoy music like those listening may enjoy yeah, music. I get that. If you if you imagine whatever industry you're in, then if it was one of your competitors and someone was like, yeah, one of like your biggest competitor just started a podcast. You should go listen to them for advice or like something like that. Just kind of imagine how you would feel in that. Um, anyway, so I say that also, and I'm about to lose all my credibility with this list because I know this is all time, but I am not going to pretend like I have some insane reverence or respect for old country artists. Not that I don't. I love some Keith Whitley and like some old school country occasionally, but I'm going based off of the amount of times this artist shows up on my current country playlist. And I'm going to go with uh, my number one is Florida Georgia Line, and I, the more hate that Florida Georgia Line gets, the more I love them, because people love to hate the best, and the more popular you get, the more haters you're gonna get, and kind of like the New England Patriots. Well, listen, get an amen, Ben. Let me help you out here and, and say I love them too. But what a lot of people. Some people might realize, but they took us on our first tour ever, major yeah. tour. Like we, we, I think Backroad was just about to be number one, but very beginning back in 2016, they took us to Canada on a major tour. First time we've ever played arenas, all that stuff. And so 
we um tyler was always a tyler hubbard the, one of the singers him and brian kelly tyler was always a, a fan of granger and earl dibbles jr w- like right at the very beginning of earl and so yeah not to jump in on this but we're still really good friends with both those guys and they're just great people so. yeah and so that goes into like we're a little bit biased we're just in a different situation than yeah. the average listener of country True. music that just sees somebody post on instagram and they're like screw that guy or i hate that guy or they sold out it's like I know Tyler and he didn't have to go out of his way to make small talk with me and conversate with me and invite me to his house and to, you know, call and text Granger. Like he's just a, a, a good person. And so I'm sure that and goes a, into it as well. On a very personal note, Tyler and Brian came to Riv's celebration. So now I was like, I'm forever and yeah. grateful for yeah. them for that. Yeah. Yep. All right. I love how he prefaced all that because <laughs> you know you're going to get crap, but yeah. that's okay. I like it. And no one, when we post this on Instagram, yeah. no one is going to get that context. Well, because we, no, post, the, we post the graphic but, and no one's yeah. going to get all the other stuff. It's just going to be Parker thinks that FGL is the top country <laughs> yeah. music artist of all time. I, I took this as um, not necessarily who I listen to. I do listen to George Jones all the time, but who's the top ever. So like George Strait maybe is not my top played country music artist, but I do understand that yeah. George Strait is probably regarded as the top country music artist of all time. So second round, go ahead. Um, I'm going to have to uh, give a shout out to uh, my captain at uh, station three, uh, Caleb Inman, uh, who, is a, Caleb. who is a huge um, country music fan. Just, I mean, from everything. Yeah, um, so I, I actually consulted with him uh, yesterday. Oh, nice. Uh, whenever uh, I, I knew that we were going to do this. And I was like, man, you got to help me out here. So um, I'm glad I'm glad he threw out a whole bunch of names um, because uh, kind of like you, Parker, uh, you know, I'm not I'm not uh, I do. I do love country music, but, you know, I, I dabble in a lot of a lot of music. So um, I'm non-biased, um, but I'll um, for my number two, I'll go with uh, Merle Haggard. Dang, you got me. I'm sorry, Hayden. I was going to do that. You know how many number ones Merle Haggard has? I couldn't tell you. If you had to guess, Tyler. Merle Haggard? Mm-hmm. I would think that he's probably somebody that didn't have many. The outlaw thing, you know? He just okay. kind of did what he wanted and didn't like conform to mainstream. Mm-hmm. So how many would you guess? Was is, was Merle as outlaw as like Waylon? I don't think he was. Waylon was more yeah. outlaw. I, mm-hmm. I think whenever you think outlaw, you think that W logo. I don't know. I, know less than five. I have no idea. Thirty-eight. Wow. Geez. Isn't that wild? I did not Very realize wrong. he had that many. Thirty-eight number ones. That's Man. insane. That's insane. like all time high right there. Like Aldean has like twenty or twenty-one. Yeah. Twenty-two. That puts it into perspective. And he gets one like every few months. Yeah. That's yeah, crazy. Yeah, that's a good pick. Yeah, I'm sorry for taking it from you. That was my next one. All right, Tyler. Um, I, I'd probably go with Keith Whitley. Um, he, uh, Miami, 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 and like Don't Close Your Eyes, and some of that stuff is just like some of that old school country I love that just reminds me of like uh, going to my grandma and grandpa's house and them having CMT on the TV. So it was very nostalgic and stuff to still hear that stuff. Um, and then just his story sucks with Lori Morgan yeah. killing him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Alcohol killing him, but yeah. <laughs> Lori, say, Lori right? too. Yeah. Embrace debate. All right. My pick is going to be Dolly Parton. Um, just because of what she has done. On TikTok. For, on TikTok. Yeah. Yeah. She's, um, I don't know if y'all heard of her. She's a small TikToker, <laughs> relatively unknown, but she makes great TikTok. She's a big TikToker brother. <laughs> big TikToker. <laughs> big, big boy. Uh, yeah, no, she's just, there were, there were, there were female artists before her. I don't know if anyone's going to have, I'm, I'm not going to say the names, but there were female artists before her, just in case someone is going to say it on their pick, but she just really paved the way. And now, and it, you know, there's been a change in the music industry for sure, especially in country music, but you look around now, if you look at the charts and there's a ton of females and there used to not be, it was pretty dominated by males. And so you're seeing a little bit of a change. I think Dolly did a lot of that. She's also got one of the best voices ever. And it's crazy to think how long she's been around. Like she had number ones in the 70s, 80s, 90s, and she's still around doing stuff. Like, just gotta, you can't do this list without putting her on there. She changed country music, so. All right, Park, good pick. Uh, Hardy is my number two most 
songs on my country playlist artists at the moment. Were you looking at that on Spotify? On my own, my country playlist on Spotify. Oh, just, where I add, you're just where I add different songs. Gotcha. Yeah, I just added them up. Mm. And, and which is off you. of, I think, one album, which is just insane how much he's... Is I the Hicks tape or the new album? That Hicks I, it's tape probably, album it's probably so both, good. actually, God. but yeah. I remember hearing that for the first time, and I was like, this guy's going to be huge. Yeah. Rednecker was the first one that blew up, and then I listened to that whole EP, and uh, there's a song called Sign Sober You, and it's him, and it, it's like... Uh, it's like if he went out that night, before he went out, he wrote notes to himself, like, what to do whenever he gets home. And it's kind of a sad song, but it's like, don't call her, basically, like, whenever you're drunk later, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's one of the best, one of the most well-written songs I've ever heard. Parker, it's really good. But Hardy uh, wrote a lot of Florida Georgia Lines hits, too, so. They're all kind of tied Yeah, in. that makes sense. And yeah. a lot of his sound just sounds like him a lot. We were actually talking about that, how um, his song Boots, was it Truck? Uh, I don't remember. I don't remember which one it was. Sounds it was, like Roots. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was Truck. Sounds like Roots yeah, or something yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah. They all kind of, I mean, FGL kind of brought them up, so, or brought him up already. All right. What you got, Stu? Um, round three, uh, Waylon Jennings. Yeah. Yeah. You can't go wrong with that. Why, why Waylon? Is there like a good reason? Cause that's a, that's a little bit different pick, but I mean, I agree. He, he's, he's up there. Yeah. Well, uh, I mean, for me, any any Waylon song comes on, I, I immediate volume gets turned up. Yeah. Uh, I I just dig his style. Um, I mean, I just like listening to music. I don't I don't know like all the history and you know collabs yeah. and all that stuff. I, you know, if I know if I if a song comes on, if I like it if or you not, like it or you don't. Yeah. yeah, and you know, it's kind of fun to be that uh, in a good way, like blissfully ignorant. Because now that I'm in the industry and now that I work here, I just know too much. It's like. Someone would be like, man, I really love this guy and his songs, and I know he's not the best guy in the world yeah. off the stage. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I wish I didn't know that about him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Waylon is another one that changed country music, and he was he is the epitome of outlaw music, and he's the reason, he's a lot of the reason that all of these different subgenres out there, him and the Glenn Campbells and a lot of these guys, it's the reason that there's all these different subgenres now, whether it's Americana, whether it's you know Texas slash Red Dirt Country, a lot of it came from him, so... Yeah. And he like had a public feud with the CMAs. He has a song or a song or an album. I think there's a song. It's called CMAs. Uh, country. Oh, I'm gonna mess it up. Country music something. I don't remember. But yeah, he's he's a great one. All right, Tyler, what you got? Um, I'm looking right now. I have man. I got a few. It's hard for me to say. Can I do? Can I name a few? No. Has to be one. Yeah, you can give honorable mentions at the end. You should do favorite uh, country songs in one of these podcasts. Yeah. I can do honorable mention after I do my third. Yeah, after we finish. Cause yeah, after four have, rounds, yeah. yeah. Three rounds. Um, I'll probably say, oh gosh, I don't know, The Highwaymen. Oh, yeah. That's even <laughs> even though we already kind of picked them, that, that yeah. is good. Okay, well, I was gonna, then I'll just say Johnny Cash. I was going to pick Johnny Cash. So. Yeah. Besides one highwayman, we got everybody. Yeah, Johnny Cash is another one. Just changed music. Yeah, like he re- he really just changed country music. Yeah, he's more rockbilly. Yeah, exactly. And he like paved the way for the. I'm gonna say this because I know he doesn't have it. He paved the way for like the Conway Twitties. That more rockabilly sound, you know. Yeah, that was him first. So, all right, what you got, Morgan Wallen? You just what's the what's the label? What's the, what's all their label that they're on? Is it Big Loud? Who are all these guys on? That he said, Hardy. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. Yeah. <laughs> Are you getting paid by Big Loud? <laughs> Our next sponsor is Big Loud. <laughs> Not at liberty to say. <laughs> Not at liberty to say. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's those are th- those are three of the biggest artists in the last ten years. FGL's big machine. Oh, big machine. You know who's going to go down as one of the best? I think. Oh, I guess can we go into honorable mentions? Yeah, we're yeah. We're you know on. who I think is a modern day guy that. Wait, can I guess? But give me a hint before you say it. Well, uh, Ant Man, who uh, runs Yee Yee Radio now, was a program director at a big station in Austin, uh, and I remember him. He was talking to us. We were getting ready for Yee Yee Radio, and he said, two artists have. There are two artists that are um, the top seven songs in radio right now. Those seven songs. There's two mm-hmm. artists." Who are the artists of all seven of those songs? Morgan he said, Wallen. And he said, "Can you name both?" Morgan Wallen and Luke Combs. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
they're, I think, they're I think that here. Luke Combs is absolute superstar and is going to go down probably yep. in the history books. We're at a really interesting time with these really polarizing guys. Maybe it's always been like that, and I'm just paying more attention now. But I feel like the industry is just so lopsided right now. With what do guys. you th- What do you think, Tyler? Because this is your day to day. About what? Well, like, do you think that those two guys? Do you think that maybe not even those two guys? Do you think that the charts over the next few years will be run by a select few, or is that always ha- how it's been? You've been in this a little bit longer probably. than us. It's probably always been 80, like that. 20 a little rule. Bit. No comment. Yeah, okay, I, I don't know. I've just always. I don't know. You're just you're. You know what I, I don't you know care. What I love about <laughs> I don't you. Care. Yeah, you're, you are head <laughs> down. Care. You're head down. I don't care about what anybody. I else I don't care is doing. about the politics and the business. I guess I did at one point, but I just don't care anymore. I just like listening to good music. And would you say that you're head down, eyes up? <laughs> I try these days. I try to. I try to Shut just. Up, Chase Rice. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't care. Yeah. Sorry. Can I give my honorable mentions? Yeah, though? give your honorable mentions. Um, we can't end this podcast or this this question without some '90s country. So I got to go. Mark Chestnut, "Too Cold at Home" is one of my favorite songs ever. Um, Tracy Bird. Tracy Bird, guys. yeah. I love like some Hank Snow or some Tammy Wynette, some old school stuff. Yeah. Um Patsy Klein, uh Loretta Lynn, if you're talking about old school. Females. You're naming off you're a you're a female country artist fan, aren't you? What do you think of Reba? Yeah, Reba. Yeah, Reba's on that list too, yeah. obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Hayden Love, yeah, some country girls mentioned. talking about running over their exes, killing their husband. Mm, yeah. I love me some Carrie Underwood. <laughs> yeah. Uh, another female that we left off that is has made a huge run, like run back, and she's popular again is Shania Twain. And she hasn't done anything in a while, but like she's super popular now. I got, we left off, a lot of people don't like him, which is what we found out with our fan base, but Garth, Garth Brooks. Yeah, no. Yeah. He, uh, If Tomorrow Never Comes is my favorite country music song of all yeah. time. I mean, he's another one that yeah, changed country I love music. that song. And I told him things. that yeah, personally. Yeah. And then he played it that night in Boise. Oh, really? He was like, yeah. He's like, I said, you, uh, do you ever play If Tomorrow Never Comes? And he said, no, man, we haven't played that in wow. a long time. And I didn't ask him to play it. And then he got on stage and he goes, this young kid backstage tonight, this teenager. I was like, teenager? teenager. What are you talking about? How old are you? <laughs> Told me his favorite song is If Tomorrow Never Comes, so I'm going to play it tonight. I was like, right. me and Granger looked at each other. We're like, what? <laughs> Garth just doing Garth <laughs> things, you know? so funny. Alan Jackson, Hank yeah. Williams, senior and junior. Yeah. We didn't say that. There's a lot of those. I didn't, yeah. I mean, and it's one of those things you can start to get into, like, Ernest Tubb, you know, in the 50s, but we don't really know too much there's a lot of artists that change country music but i I wasn't around for it so it's kind of hard for me to really know too much so Stu, thank you so much for coming on well i appreciate y'all having me thanks it's been an honor anytime anytime let's go get a game of cornhole in yeah let's go sling some bags yeah let's play fourth hour of cornhole today all right we'll see y'all next week eat your veggies